Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. It's been uh, a real, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's an attritional day's cricket here at Newlands. Um, England and England's fans will not mind that one little bit because uh, due to some excellent bowling from uh, Jimmy Anderson, both uh, late last night and uh, early this morning, South Africa were dismissed for 223, giving England a lead of 46. And then the batsman came out and, uh, and dug in. Uh, Zach Crawley was uh, was positive, looking to try and come out and impose himself on the situation. He played a couple of pleasing strokes in his innings of 25. Uh, Joe Denley once again uh, faced over 100 balls, uh, making 31 before he was undone on the hook um, off the uh, the very quick uh, Nokia bowling from the uh, Weinberg end, diving catch from Pretorius. Joe Root then came out and played a little gem of an innings, and it was a surprise to everybody in the ground that he uh, was dismissed caught by Faf de Plessis off the bowling of uh, Dwayne Pretorius for 61 just before the close. Don Best came out as night watchman on uh, a pair, a king pair. He survived that uh, but unfortunately has bagged them in his third test match. Bilbo Baggins has popped in underneath the mountain and poor old Don Best, even though he's done his job, i.e. shielding uh, Ben Stokes from batting this evening uh, is up there with head in hands uh, ruining the fact that he's managed to get two globes in the test match Dom Sibley has played quite superbly he is 85 not out his uh, career best score uh, at first test match century in sight and Darren Goff is with me out here just a few words on, on what that will do for his confidence and how well you think he's played well, I think with Don Sibling, same as Joe Denley, all we need from him now, wasn't it, was a, a, a score. And I think that's excellent from Dom Sibling. The way he played today, listen, he got selected for his amount of runs he got in county cricket. So it's a great advert for county cricket when the player who got the most runs is selected for England. Everybody wants him to do well. And he's getting starts and then he's getting out getting himself out some poor shots some good deliveries as well in there but today I think he dug in on a pitch we all expected to do a bit more today but with the overcast condition it sealed that crack didn't it and it didn't do as much not as much an even bounce but I'll tell you what 
what an innings from him and I think what helped him as well uh, Butch was when Joe Root came to the crease and because the way Joe Root played trying to score as soon as he came in it took the pressure totally off Dom Sibley now if that would have been with Joe Denley they're both would have been scoring from either end and it might have been uh, a different story. Yeah, potentially a different story. There's one over uh, before South Africa can get their hands on a new ball. Steve Harmison has uh, shot down to join us out here. Uh, do you think that there is any way back into this test match for South Africa? Can they cause England uh, to collapse and then leave themselves potentially less than 300 to chase in uh, the fourth innings of this test match? Well, Butch, I think it comes down to the weather. I think if the sun comes out tomorrow morning, We've, we've had so far Centurion and here the only dull deer has been the best deer for batting on so it's probably about seven eight degrees cooler it as well, is isn't it? yeah and cloud in the sky so it hasn't opened them them cracks it hasn't met the you know the yeah the heat getting onto the pitch so that'll be a big factor in the morning yeah look you've got Stokes you've got Butler you've got um, Pope and you've got Curran you know between them four you'd think new ball harder ball there's a good chance. If we see the first three or four overs out, then all of a sudden this will be a good chance to score. You know, you know, we've got four players there who score quickly, and I think you'll you'll see the scoring rate running between the wickets. I think that'll be elevated and magnified. And I would imagine that's what they're going to be talking about tonight, and they'll be talking about tomorrow. You know, get make sure you know we can take and bat South Africa out of the game. I don't see any way back for South Africa, but you never say never. This is a great game that we we play, but. I think with M4 especially, the explosive players coming in tomorrow, I just see, I honestly just see one winner on this surface and that's England. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought the fence was going to be uh, wedged somewhere in the <laughs> in the shorts there, but eventually we got to it. England, England to win and, and no way back in the game for South Africa. Let's go right the way back to this morning, uh, Darren Goff. We just heard the, uh, the, the Barmy Army up there on uh, Castle Corner singing the name of uh, Jimmy Anderson, his 28th five-wicket haul. Uh, but absolutely extraordinary he just keeps knocking them over is that the most old time now i think he's took over beefy hasn't he i most think for england could, most, most for england, england. yeah that's what i mean one more he's is that 28 so he's mcgrath's got 29. he is unbelievable and um he's had some time off um that first session he didn't get it right at supersport park last week but do you know something this game i thought even stuart broad bowled excellently with a seam um sam curran came back well didn't he for his second third fourth spells in that game yesterday and Jimmy Anderson five for 40 absolutely superb and and did you have any doubt when he came on this morning with a newish ball in his hand but he wasn't going to clean up the tail yeah, I had none picked up the wicket of Rabada with the very first ball found himself on a on an overnight hat trick didn't manage to pick that up but then in the end cleaned up uh, the uh, South African innings getting rid of uh, Nokia after Philander perhaps curiously was very keen to to run singles off the first ball of overs and expose the, the number 11 and Jimmy Anderson was saying well if you want to do that then I will pick myself up another five wicket haul thank you very much um, brilliant to see I suppose you know that there's been one or two uh, one or two questions about what England might do selection wise uh, for uh, the the next test match in Port Elizabeth, Mark Wood is, is getting back somewhere near to fitness. Um, Joffre Archer, we're not sure about the extent of that elbow injury, but I think he's been bowling today, so he may well come back into contention again. Jimmy's just said, well, it's not going to be me that's making way. 
what Drew Greats do, isn't it? Two <laughs> greats backed against the wall to come out fighting. I thought Broden Anderson in this test match, absolutely fantastic. Look, there's a lot of talk about you know the, the Port Elizabeth and leaving them out. There's a lot of talk about Port Elizabeth and leaving them out here because everybody thought this was going to be flat. We get to Port Elizabeth, you don't know what we're going to be playing on. History tells you, you know, they've been pretty flat wickets um, down by down on the coast. But if England win here then all of a sudden there might be a little spice in that pitch down at Port Elizabeth because what happened at Centurion, England, uh, South Africa might feel that we might need some assistance in the surface. If they do that, well, I tell you what, who better? Broad Anderson, over a thousand wickets. It's absolutely magnificent. Well, the pressure becomes on Sam Curran, doesn't it? They're delivering the second innings because if he doesn't get runs, they'll, they'll go with Archer. That's a simple decision if they're going to stick with Broad and Anderson. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, speak of the devil, and he will appear. Uh, Jimmy Anderson has come over for a word with us. James, very, very well bowled. Um, many congratulations. That must have given you a lot of pleasure this morning. Yeah, it did, yeah. Um, you know what, yesterday was probably the, the most enjoyable bit. Proper proper test cricket, a bit of gr hard graft. Um, and, and yeah, getting some rewards. It was a bit of a fr frustrating day. You know, that middle period yesterday, middle session, we didn't get any wickets. But I thought the, the whole bowling group stuck at the task brilliantly all day and we got our awards in the end. Yeah, the, uh, the chat that we had during the, the last test match at Centurion, you were honest enough to say, look, I hadn't bowled for ages in the middle. I didn't really feel as though I, I knew where I was in terms of rhythm or anything like that. Uh, you looked like you were on it 100% uh, with the new ball from yesterday because you seemed to zero in on that sort of line around off stump, a little bit in, a little bit out, right the way from the very start. Yeah, I think that... Inevitably, you're going to be a bit rusty after you know four months out, five months out without a, a test match. There was going to be that rustiness there. Uh, still trying to get my body up to speed as well. You're always in the back of your head when you've had an injury and you know pulling up in that uh, ashes, first Ashes test. You've obviously got uh, in your head you don't want that to happen again. So getting through that, getting through the test, it gave me more confidence. Um, there was a bit of rustiness in my bowling as well. But yeah, I've, I've uh, sort of worked on that, and uh, this game I felt 100%. With the amount of wickets you've got, Jimmy, and it's been a frustrating probably eight or nine months for you, that injury, because you haven't picked up many injuries in your career. Coming back into the side, did you feel a little bit of pressure? Because, obviously, Broad bowled beautifully um, in the summer against Australia. The emergence of Joffre Archer, who everyone loves at this moment in time. So, has there been a little bit more pressure on you? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I, you know, coming back into the team, a lot of things were going through my head in that last test, because, obviously, you could... You, my 150th test as well. Um, <laughs> just the small you know, matter just, of 150. Just, uh, it, it all, you know, there's a lot going on, and um, yeah, you feel like you, you still need to prove your place in the team. And um, maybe at times I was trying a bit too hard, and I did, you know, I just didn't do what I do best, and that's settling into a rhythm and just, you know, that sort of trying to, as you, you said, Butch, hone in on that off stump as much as possible. And that's something I did this week, uh, the last couple of days, is just trying to get into the battle as well, trying to get into the battle with a batsman. Uh, and try and win that battle as, much, uh, as many times as possible. Is that a lesson for sort of younger, less experienced bowlers? That even somebody like yourself um, can feel under pressure at times, and that you've almost got to relish it in a way. You've kind of got to just think it's be honest with yourself and, and go out there and attack it head on. Yeah, I think something that I've I've managed to I feel like I managed to deal with pressure pretty well throughout my career, and it, you, you have it all the time. But it's for me, it's about really zoning in on that um, that battle out in the middle focusing on your job and what you've got to do and, and trying to forget everything else the outside stuff and I didn't do that very well last game I'll be honest but I think I did it you know I think recognising that and being able to put it to one side this game has, has really helped me Were you surprised but the pitch again Jimmy we laughed about this up in Supersport Park last week 
again, overcast conditions, and look what happened. The cracks didn't seem to open, it's kind of sealed, and it didn't do as much. The odd one was still did, but it didn't do as much today as it's done the first two days. Yeah, it's sort of the reverse of England, isn't it? You, you, in England, you look up and see cloud, you want to bowl, but the last two games here, it's been quite the opposite. And I thought, I thought we made the most of it today. The lads were saying it did feel better to bat on. Um, the guys who got out there for a bit in the middle, I thought we, we made the most of it. Like, brilliant partnership by, uh, with Rooty and Dom Sibley. Uh, really pleased for Dom Sibley. He's had a few starts in his test career and not quite gone on, but he did focus really well today and got through and hopefully he can go on tomorrow and, and, and keep us going. And I think a couple more partnerships in this game will be in a really good position. Yeah, and that leads me on to, to my final question, really. Is there, is there any sort of talk in the dressing room about uh, numbers that you're looking for? Is it just literally, listen, we'll bat, we'll wear the, wear the pitch out, wear their bowlers out and see where we are sort of come you know midway through the, the the afternoon session yeah I think especially with the pitch playing better today it's we've got to just focus in on that first session tomorrow and try and get build a partnership really uh, and I think later in the day we can we sort of um, you know start pushing things on if we need to and thinking about declarations and things like that but we want to get into a position where Hopefully, if the sun comes out, the cracks start to open, then it might be a different story. We might pull out a bit earlier. And another record. I think you've passed Beefy again now, haven't you? What is it, 28 5 for us? <laughs> it's ridiculous. How do you get that many? <laughs> well, I've just, I've just been told that um, when I got my first one, uh, Don Best was five years old, which made me feel great. He was, I think Ollie, Ollie Pope may have been five as oh, well. There's a few of them, yeah. few of your teammates who were uh, only, just, uh, only just starting school when you uh, took your first one. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I'll take it, I'm happy with it. I'm happy that I've managed to stay around this long and get this many wickets. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have another little... How many record. is it, 18 or 28? I can't have lost count, you've got that many wickets. 28, 28. Yeah. 28 five us. What is it, McGrath, 29? That's your next target, mate. Yeah. Glenn McGrath, Absolutely. the great Glenn McGrath. <laughs> Make sure we send him a telegram on your behalf if you manage it, Jimmy. Um, you. Great stuff. I hope you've enjoyed having your feet up in the dressing room and not uh, not bowling every day of the <laughs> test match for a change. Great stuff. It Enjoy the nice. evening. Thanks for talking to us here on TalkSport 2. Um, he's a great fella, isn't he? I remember playing in uh, Jimmy Anderson's first test match at Lord's, made his debut there. He actually stopped me from taking a five for you know, and being on both boards in the dressing oh, room. Where, where was that? His debut against South yeah, Africa? That was against Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. That was it Zimbabwe? Yeah. He, Came, I was bowling at the other end. He came on and took the last wicket. I was stranded on four for. Ridiculous. So I've never forget. I've never what, forgiven him for that. What you get four for? I've never <laughs> forgiven him for that. But I, but I also, you know, I just like to remind all my bowling friends that I taught him everything he knows about that wrist position of his, and it served him well throughout the rest of his career. Um, listen, he is joking aside. He is a, a terrific fellow. He, he has the reputation to be a grumpy lad out there on the pitch, and sometimes difficult to captain, and all the other things that that people will throw at champions. But but. The mere facts are, he's somebody that has, that has played 151 test matches, taken more wickets than, than any other seen bowler in the history of the game. And is just kind of, and he still seems to be kind of like a normal, humble, Burnley lad. I mean, that's, that, I'm, not, I'm not overstating his case there, am I? No, definitely not. And, you know, does get the, the, the grumpy stick, but he does, he is, he's got a great sense of humour, you know, I played in that test match as well, but so he shows you, you know, the, the length of time it was when he uh, when he played. But what a um, what a career he had! But what he said earlier just hit home. You know, he, he still felt a little bit under pressure. Still felt as though you know, he was learning. 
this guy's played 150 test matches. It's a great lesson to any young bowler now that if he still feels the pressure and still feels that he's learning, you know, this is a you know this is a legend of the game. So now for me, he's uh, he, he deserves all the plaudits he got, but still does go away from the fact that for me this was Dominic Sibley's day. He's got better and better as he's gone on in his test match career and fingers crossed he gets three figures tomorrow. Last word for you Goffey, what have England got to do tomorrow? Just keep doing what they've done so far in this test match. Uh, they've been fighting from day one. We didn't think they got enough after day one but they've come back in excellent bowling led by Jimmy Anderson. Five for four, <laughs> ridiculous uh, figures when you look at it. Um, and the rest of them are just going to keep doing their job. Tomorrow we get another 50, it's game over for me, another 50 runs, which we should get, let's be honest. But there's always that thought in test cricket. We saw, we thought England had a chance of getting 376. Let's not go too far ahead. Another 50 though, come on England. Come on England. Well, it's been uh, 63 years since England tasted victory underneath the uh, misty mountain here at uh, Newlands. Uh, they've got themselves a, a really, really good chance of, of breaking that duck. 264 runs ahead, six wickets in the hutch. Ben Stokes will be joining Dominic Sibley at the crease tomorrow. Sibley is 15 runs away from a maiden test match, 100. And uh, the England fans, well, they're in very fine voice because there's nothing they like better than seeing England win away. Join us tomorrow and see if they can. Here is Jimmy Anderson, first over of uh, the morning, and he's edged it! First delivery, Kahisa Rabada has nicked it into the gloves of Josh Butler. What a start for England. Here's Anderson in once more. Edged! Taken at second slip by who else? It's a New England record. The first non-wicket keeper to take five catches in an innings, Ben Stokes. Jimmy Anderson has five. Well done, Jimmy Anderson. The Barmy Army are on the feet. He's walking off. What a performance. Barda in again. Little closer to the stumps that time. It's full again, and that has been driven handsomely down the ground by Zach Crawley. Here's Henry Knock. Here, oh. edged. First delivery. Drive from uh, Zach Crawley. Thick outside edge and down to the third man boundary it goes. The catch. Crawley is gone. Rabada's full length pays off. Rabada is in. It's a half volley, and Joe Denley bangs it down the ground. Four ball for Denley. Leg side hot, uh, full toss. Should have been four. Is four. The 50 comes up for England. 52 for one. You're in danger. Oh, Denley is down the track. He slams that. It's the inability to rotate strike. The inability, it's a technical flaw because he only plays the spinner off the front foot. Maharaj then in left arm round and that's flicked away on the leg side nicely by Sibley. Maharaj overcompensates, come a bit straighter, which is into Dominic Sibley's onion. Very good from England. I'm still digesting Joe Denley's onion. Eye watering. But it's not though, is it? That's the opposite, you see. It's eye watering if it's in the other onion. Sibley this time does cut away, giving a little more space outside off stump, but Sibley took four toll and moves into the 40s for the first time in his test career. Yeah, I'm not trying to inflict the commentator's curse, but England really do look comfortable. And that is again, he bends his back, but it's hooked, it's been picked out, has it been caught? It has! And Denley's vigil has come to an end. South Africa, is this the breakthrough that can get them back in the match? Or is it a small little blip? The reason the crowd are cheering is there is a picture of one of the fans who is absolutely 
Gets out for the count, very happily asleep. Rabada in again, and that's just cuffed backward of square. It's a really well-timed shot. There should be two, and Dobson, Dobson, he should be getting his first ever Test match half-century. Get in there, big Dom. Brilliant knock from an England point of view. He needs a big score, and this this could be the turning point for him. He's back on. Oh, he's woken up. He's Has he woken up? Head. I don't know. Look at no, him going. Watch him I go. think he's going again. He's hey. gone again. He's gone again. <laughs> he's absolutely goosed. Pretorius is in, and that's driven beautifully by Sydney. Oh, he's coming round. Oh, the big smile. <laughs> Taxi! <laughs> I'll get the coat. Short this time, and Root is back. That's so silky. It really is fabulous batting from the England captain. That brings up the 150 for England. Are you eating again, Goffey? It's, it's just a little snack. Oh, that's a great shot. Dominic Sibley. Oh, Joe Root has just played a straight batted sweep and just paddles the ball behind him for four. Oh, get me when I'm tired, mate. Get me when I'm tired. Oh, Raj again around the wicket to Joe Root. Again, he sweeps. This time square, this time it's four. And the England captain has 50. He's basically saying, you can't bowl at me, pal. Brilliant batting. Oh, and it's edged. Oh, and the wicket's almost come from nowhere. Pretorius has got the edge of Joe Root's bat. Norkia in again. And that's short. Oh, and that could, go, could be strangled down the leg side. Bess isn't moving. OK, thank you. We've got a ball on glove with Spike. And Don Bess has to go. And England will resume in the morning on 218 for four. We've just found out my last two test innings were Court Adams, Bob Pollock. So at the last test match, and you won't believe this, we've got Adams and Pollock in the same box. Can you believe that? I'm sorry for ending your test career, Goffey. <laughs> you must feel as if you're living a nightmare. All these people are coming back to get you, Goffey. Coming back to haunt me. <laughs> The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 